Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I am your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. So, we're, we're here to discuss the latest uh, video game adaptation. That's true. Also, end of Halloween Horror for Cowards. Right. Yes. And we're going to talk about... Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. As we've just discussed, there will be a little bit of... It's Willy's Wonderland, right? Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland, which is the exact same plot, essentially, Correct. as this movie. Right. But I don't know if there was licensing issues or... I mean, I imagine it cost money to license it, and that I, movie didn't look like it cost anything. I I think they kept it just far enough where they didn't have to pay. No, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, like, the crazy thing is that one is not a Blumhouse movie. Right. It absolutely could have been. Yeah. Um... But we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of compare contrast. Really talk about Five Nights at Freddy's, and then this movie that has a, a damn near identical plot kind of interspersed in there. Yep. Um, listen, cast of this movie is Matthew Lillard. Yep. Hutcherson. Hutcherson some blonde bitch. Yep. <laughs> and then people in puppet costumes. Yes. Mary Stuart Masterson. You guys aren't old enough for Mary Stuart Masterson to be a big deal to you. But I was like, hey, it's Mary Stuart Masterson. What would I know her from? Uh, she was in a lot of John Hughes movies. Some Kind of Wonderful oh, was the main. Okay. Wow. Then I feel like I should know who she is. I think also, is she in Single White Female? I, maybe she's not Single White Female. I don't know. But um, So this movie follows a guy kind of down on his luck. Struggling to keep a job. Right. Got to take care of his baby sister. Gets offered to be the nighttime security guard at what is essentially a Chuck E. Cheese. Correct. In this universe. Right. Um, Freddy's. Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria, which is, you know, and at night the animatronics come alive and they kill people. That's pretty succinct. I mean, yeah. the, the plot literally is five nights at Freddy's. Yes, you survive five nights. Yep. Um, so this movie did huge, right? Massive. It was made for like $20 million and made like $175 million. I mean, Blumhouse, they know exactly how large their audience is and know exactly how much to spend on it. So they, it was going to make money anyway, but yep. it did very well considering it also came out on Peacock for free the day before. Well, that is pretty crazy. You got to pay for Peacock, which I did. I paid mm-hmm. for the one month of Peacock. See, I, um, I did, I got some deal on Peacock like the, like, towards the end of last year where it's something like 79 cents a month it's it's like it's not they're paying me to have it <laughs> it's not an expensive streaming yeah. service by any means and and it shouldn't be did you watch did you go to the theater i did go to the theater oh I wonder which if was also free had a bet a different experience i doubt it but <laughs> i'll go first uh, sure. this movie is fine yep yeah it's not scary enough no and again, well, I would go with not so, scary so at all. Let's Maybe the first scene is scary. Let's take a, a, a stop here because mm. so Five Nights at Freddy's is a very popular mobile game, right? Right. The things I know about it are it is it not a mobile game? No, it's like a PC. Okay, well, yeah. see, less there things might I know be about a mobile it's version, a, a video but... game. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the things I know about it are it's like a you know a horror style ish game. And, you know, it's mostly for a generation that's not me, a little below me. Right. And it's got a ton of lore. And there are people that are, like, deep in it. Like, deep, deep in the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. And I don't know fucking any of it. I didn't even know what fucking platform is. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think this movie was made for me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I first learned of it through merch. You know, toy department at Target where Hot many of topic. my stores. Yeah, just going in and seeing what the hell is this stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing because I think it's like an indie developed game. I not, think you're right. Yeah. Not made by a studio. It's made by like one dude at home. Mm. And it got really popular because it was like right at the birth of Twitch. Like one right. dude was streaming it. Right. And it kind of like separated him from everybody else. And it was this game no one else knew about. And, you know, the mechanics of the game are basically you are a security guard. You're in a dark room. All you have is a flashlight and security cameras. And um, you kind of always, you know, there are two doors. And there's a door in and a door out. And you got to know which door to take and which one's going to keep you from the animatronics or whatever. There is a ton of lore. I don't think a lot of it is in the game. So I think a lot of it is yeah internet lore and there's novelizations novels and this really seems to do a lot of the heavy lifting in the lore department i think in this movie i just i i feel like there were a lot of moments in this movie where i think something was supposed to pop for me and i didn't know what the fuck it was i i don't feel that because i there's nothing to this movie yeah yeah so maybe there it is there and i didn't see it but it's it is very like paint by numbers yeah well, I'll say the good of this is it looks good. Yeah. The, the yeah. animatronics look good. I think they're Jim Henson. They are Jim uh, Henson. Uh, yep. You know, uh, again, since they are the same movie, I don't think there's there is any way to talk about this without also talking about Willy's Wonderland. And that's probably the one category this has up on Willy's Wonderland. The animatronics look way cooler. Yes. Yeah. Uh, almost in every other category, I would go with Willy's Wonderland. Well, what, Willy's Wonderland has the best animatronic. Nick Cage. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, that was going to be a say. First of all, just starting with, you know, Nick Cage versus PETA. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nick Cage is never not going to do something that he doesn't at least make interesting for himself. No matter how shitty the movie is, he's going to go for something in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, PETA's like the eighth most interesting character in a film series that had one interesting movie. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like... I'm not a super, and he kind of looks like a lunch lady. I just want to point out, I thought you were just giving us an example of how Nick Cage goes against everything, or Nick Cage always gives his all, and you were just spitting out a hypothetical of Nick Cage versus the organization of PETA. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were talking about. No, I, no. And Nick, then I picked up, it was Josh. I I'm positive there is a court case that is Nick Cage versus PETA. Probably <laughs> Actually, PETA versus Nick Cage. But. Nick Cage is very pro-animal. He's, he's, uh, he's got a cat that he refers to as, his, I think, his third son i mean i'm pretty pro animal too but i do enjoy a good steak <laughs> sure 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 yeah i mean it's hard it's not even fair i think to josh hutcherson to compare him i would put it <laughs> nick cage versus matthew lillard and i understand it's like antagonist versus protagonist right, yeah. or whatever but i think matthew lillard is a blast in this i mean yeah. he seems like he's having he's fun hamming you know what up. to be fair matthew lillard oh, I, I don't think scream was first for him but that's the one that launched that guy. No, for no sure. definitely, definitely. And he needs to be in more villain roles. Yeah. This is like the, it's almost even like wink nod. There's yeah. like a couple of similar lines of dialogue. Right. Um, and he's good at it. Yeah. I'd like to see him in I more. mean, I guess we're already in spoilers. Since oh, we're calling my bad. Him, <laughs> calling him the villain. But yeah. I, I can't imagine watching this movie and not, <laughs> not seeing that coming. But well, <laughs> I saw that he was on the wrong side of things. Uh -huh. I didn't think he was the guy. 
until literally the yellow rabbit I walks lo- out. I love that you thought we were going to introduce just like a new guy at the end <laughs> that we <laughs> well, never that, met before. That's a good point. But when he comes out, I think that stance he's doing is like the same stance he does when he gets revealed to be one of the killers in the first screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was like, oh shit, that's Matthew Lillard. There's a few more pounds on there, but that's the same dude. Yeah. I am going to challenge you a little bit, Hurt, only because my wife's like, we're probably 10 minutes past. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Hutcherson working at Freddy's. Right. And she's like, so the dude who gave him the job, like, owns the place, right? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. It is very clear right. that yeah, he's yeah. the mastermind. I, I, uh, so, again, I don't, I don't know how the games work, but is there a reason that, like, almost half of the nights in Five Nights at Freddy's, nothing fucking happens? I mean... I don't think that's probably true for the game. Yeah. And it is kind of disappointing for this movie. Like, why? (laughs) Yeah. I do think, I almost feel like they get lost in the lore a little bit, which is, this is a comparison, I think, to Willy's Wonderland, which is that I don't need the lore. Right. I would have been fine just with murder bots hunting this guy down. That was literally the next thing I was going to say, is that Willy's Wonderland has no story at all. Mm -hmm. And somehow it's a better story. Yeah. You know, like this is just seems real paint by numbers, seems like real Blumhousey horror, like yeah. a guy who needs to learn a thing. And uh, man, Willie's Wonderland is not that. Yeah. You know, we, well, I also feel like it, one of the reasons probably for the disparity is I think the game seems to be, at least again, I don't know anybody who plays it because I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, but the uh, it seems like it's marketed mostly for children. Am right. I wrong in that? It's like it's kind of like Timmy's first horror thing. It's supposed to be, I, I don't know if it's what it's designed for, but it's definitely, I think, the uh, niche it's carved out for itself. Right. I definitely think like, 13, 14. I, I would go younger than that based on I, my... I would, say, I would say the age depends on the quality of parents. Uh, sure, sure. And sure. how much the parent needs and the it, kid to be out of their Anyway, face. I say all that to say, I, I'm assuming, I didn't actually check, but just because there was nothing in it that would bar it from this, I'm assuming this was a PG-13 It was movie. PG-13. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, I think that's probably part of the reason this one is less fun. Yeah. <laughs> because I think there, the, you could have definitely done more fun things with like the kills and stuff. I mean, but they because... Just, they couldn't. Really, neither of them are scary. No. But the Nick Cage one feels more horror because it's gory and it just there's just a grimier feel to it, even though they both taste place in pretty grimy locations. Yeah, this one, it, it just, it plays it very safe for even a Blumhouse movie. Right. Like, it really, I don't know, it tones everything down. There's right. almost no gore. Right. There's all, it, God, it's, yeah, the opening's a little like uncomfortable right but it takes a long time to get to any kills yep. besides that and that's when those people break in and you already think they're shitty people so you're not even really all that mad about right. it right i'm ready for those guys to go yeah it just that is the most i'm fine with it being safe and play by numbers right but that's the most disappointing yeah part i mean it's also a weird choice i think and again this is probably how the actual lore is but it's not very fun when you decide to put like dead children and dead children's potties in, in the yeah. in the yeah. in the in the costumes or whatever because then you don't get to beat them. You yeah. know, I guess they're just your friends at the end. But that's like, I feel like the point of, of going into a, a Chuck E. Cheese murder house is destroying Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, that's 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 actually a, a, another point for uh, Willy's oh, for Wonderland sure. because their their animatronics were were evil. Yep. you know, you, they mm-hmm. had no rooting value. 
Yeah, I, I've seen kind of like of the people who play the game, one of the big complaints is I guess that, you know, it's more, it's it's a continuously abusive relationship in that Yellow Rabbit is basically controlling the kids. Right. like telling them they should do it. Whereas this is like, oh, they have no memory. They just want people to join them. And like, yeah, it's brutal and terrible, but you're also like, I mean, they're kids. They don't understand. Uh-huh. This right. awful thing happened to them. Right. Um, also, was it a satisfying conclusion to have Matthew Lillard just get kind of killed by his own machine? Like nothing. I mean, it sets up the sequel, is what sure, it is. Sure, but like yeah. nothing. Nobody does anything to him, <laughs> right, you know. Yeah. Like nobody. It's the Indiana Jones in in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever. Right. Again, it's just like he. Nobody needed to be there. Right. It, right. it would have happened on its own, apparently. Yeah, I guess besides them realizing the truth, but yeah. yes, you're right. Yeah, they certainly don't do. Also, anything. also his uh, the the cop lady who's his daughter is not even just like the most unhelpful character, but just like the most actively unhelpful character in history. I hated the I told you in my in own my own way. way yes, no, you fucking didn't. <laughs> I mean, that character was all over the place. She goes. In one scene from uh, you're acting pretty suspicious to, hey, let's dance. Yeah. Like 30 seconds between those two things, which I guess, you know, maybe that's because she's the daughter of a murderer. But uh, but yeah, no, that character was all over the place. She's my least favorite part. Yeah. Of no, she's awful. Also, Blumhouse isn't paying for the premium child actors, I noticed. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I watched this thing about <laughs> how uh, Jason Blum, they were, you know, asking him, like, how they do it. How are they able to make fairly decently quality products for so cheap and he knows the finances like incredibly well uh he's like one line of dialogue eight hundred dollars he cutting it if you that character does not need to exist in my movie if they only have one line of dialogue you ain't never going to a coffee shop and a barista saying what are you having right yeah and uh well fuck it dude that guy runs (laughs) he's making money hand over foot and, you know, I mean, really, there's some things that in that that probably fit with our ideas out of movies. I imagine if you cut out all the one lines of dialogues in a three-hour movie, it'd probably be a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a firm believer that restriction can spin creativity. Right. Like, like it can it, it can get the gears turning in a way they previously weren't. Right. And he's coming in saying, listen, this is, what, these are, this is the box you have to work with. Make it happen. And uh, if you get really good creators in there, like, I mean, again, we can talk about maybe what James Wan is now, but in the beginning, that, that's how James Wan's whole career started. Right, right, right. There was something else about this movie, like, being reminiscent about, like, an 80s movie, but I can't remember what it is, and and I'm disappointed in myself. Well, I mean, also, I could see where he saved some money. Instead of licensing a whole 80s soundtrack, he licensed 180 songs. Yes. Like, yeah. you know... That was probably a money save. Yep. I mean, and the, uh, I feel like we're shitting on it a lot, but... The, it's because it wasn't good. <laughs> I, think it, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's... I enjoyed the movie we talked about last week more, but yeah. I think it fits in the same thing, where it's like a it's but, like a training wheels horror movie. It, yeah. there's, there's literally, like, no horror in it at yeah. all. Uh, that's true. There, <laughs> there at least was scares in that last one. Yeah. Light scares. There was no... I mean, the scariest thing in this movie, again, to me, was the first scene where you thought you were about to see that dude face all get cut off. Yep. And then when you don't, it sets a tone. It does. I don't have to worry about this shit anymore. Yeah. The animatronics, people in suits, whatever, it is fucking great. It looks good. They spent all their money on that. Yeah. Oh, that's where most of the $20 million is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, um, Matthew Lillard came to Pensacon last year. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why it worked out is because they were filming this movie in New Orleans. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And all he had to do was drive over for the weekend. No, that's cool. Yeah. And it was like a 30-day shoot. I'm sure that's exactly Yeah, for the, sure. Right. Like, and right. I'm sure he was there like like six of those days. Yeah. Because he's not really in it a whole lot. He's, he, I love him in it, though. He's yeah. so like yeah. creepy in it. I mean, he's the most fun yeah. part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Both the beginning and the end. I don't have anything else. To that's say. fine. So I, I think that's enough for Freddy's uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Do we want to talk any more about Willy's Wonderland? I mean, it's so hard. To, what else do we have to say other than like just take the same exact basic plot as this yep. movie, make it a more fun lead. Yep. And uh, it, gory. Also, also, speaking of in that movie, uh, fucking Nick Cage has no lines of dialogue. Right. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't speak once. I mean, the, I, I think just take the same thing, but instead of playing it safe and trying to sell to the people who've played this video game, go for it, do something with it. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that doesn't always work out. Sometimes when you try that, you end up with like, a, God, what's, what's the video game movie with Magneto? Assassin's Creed. Whoa. Oh God. Dude, I mean, nice like they pull. went for something different there and it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, with this, I, I think it's one of the few cases where the cheap knockoff of something is it's the a better, better version. Of the thing. 100% yeah. agree. They winnowed it down to one night, right. which is great. Yeah. There's no need for any more nights than right. that. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the kills are a lot better. It's actually still not that gory of a movie, no. probably because they don't have any expense to like actually right. do that. Right. No, uh, they were really cartoony. Kids. There, there is a bit where Nick Cage curves Samson, animatronic gorilla, on a right. urinal, and that's pretty fun. Right. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. And my man, if you brought back Nick Cage as like an Ash-like character who showed up in other horror oh, movies, like absolutely, that, I'd watch every one of them. I would not watch another movie starring this PETA character. Well, yeah. what what is what I do enjoy about that one, especially more than this one in Five Nights at Freddy's, is that's very much a survival movie. Like right. he feels in danger, rightfully so. Right, has to fight his way out of it. Right. right. Don't really ever feel that with PETA in this movie. Right. You know they killed that other security guard. They also let this motherfucker sleep for four hours. Yeah, I don't know. I also, uh, again, I just rewatched this movie, which I didn't think I'd ever be watching it twice. But uh, I, I did really enjoy it. When he's not killing and or being attacked by the animatronics, he's cleaning the place up. And that's actually really satisfying to watch. Yeah, no. Nick Cage just like clean up dirty stuff, yeah. and he does a very good job. He does a great job. And all, but the, my favorite, my favorite bit in the movie is whenever it's time for his break, it's time oh, for yeah, his yeah. break. Whatever's going on, he just stops, and it's break time. As a person who just went to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I absolutely am on board with murdering all these <laughs> yeah. animatronics. Do they still have the animatronics? No, they don't. It's a person in a suit. But... Have, have you guys... Uh, there's a few. There's a John Oliver episode, and there's an episode of a YouTube channel called uh, uh, Toy Galaxy where they do the history of Chuck E. Cheese. Have you guys ever... I'm got... sure it's no. terrible. It, well, no. It's it's actually pretty interesting. It's the, the same guys behind Atari were behind Chuck E. Cheese. And, like, they did... Chuck E. Cheese first because they thought this is the cash cow. Mm. We'll do this other thing off, you know, off of this. But it's uh, it's it's a pretty interesting thing. Huh. And like essentially, Showbiz started off as like a franchise, mm. and they turned heel on them and started their own uh, start turned their locations into a different thing. Hmm. But it's pretty interesting. It's basically a kid arcade now. I mean, it's always been that, but there's like no play place. None of the like you know fake stage or they play the mm-hmm. fake music shit like that. It's literally just arcade games that my four year old can play. 
It's a nightmare as a parent. I hate it. I just remember going there as a kid and thinking, this is the most delicious pizza ever, and I'm sure it is garbage. Yeah, I, just, I didn't eat a slice of pizza when I went. I just remember there regular being poop in the mm-hmm. in the play place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was always poop in the play place. You can drink beer there. So okay. Props. So, you know, this one that Chuck E. Cheese now used to be showbiz. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, no, th- th- I guess this is before y'all's time. And and Chuck E. Cheese was over on the west side-ish, mm. over on the corner of, like, uh, uh, Fairfield and uh, Pace. And it, it was, first of all, it was much bigger. But uh, the weirdest thing about it is, is under the animatronic stage, there was a little room that kids could go in that was just a fucking strobe light. You just went in there and hung out in a strobe light <laughs> flashing. That's awesome. How this didn't cause so many injuries. It probably did. <laughs> there weren't laws but in the it was, 80s. Yeah. And it, I mean, like, you didn't even get in there and could stand up. You just crawled in there and was hungered <laughs> in the strobe light room while animatronics was happening over your head. It was really That's bizarre. That's insanity. And then they'd come alive and murder you. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd come alive and murder you. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. It is too long. I mean, it's it's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. It's, still I mean, it's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. And this is verifiably proof by Willie's Wonderland, which yeah. is like 20 minutes shorter. Yeah, 30 minutes shorter. Yeah, 30 minutes shorter. So yeah. I'm, I'm still going with better than Transformers, but if you're only going to watch one, watch Willie's Wonderland. I'm going to go worse than Transformers. It sounds like I disliked it. I didn't. I was fine that I watched it. Mm. I will probably watch it again. I will probably watch a sequel, but I'm not jumping at the bit i'm pretty much giving it just for the animatronics i really yeah. liked looking at the animatronics yeah you know jim henson and whatnot right i uh, know it's worse than transformers uh willie's wonderland is substantially better uh, uh i don't it's, think it's, that's better than transformers either i would say it's better than trans it's it's substantially shorter than transformers yeah. at the very least but it's pretty fun i had a good time with it today so yeah. I'm, I'm giving that better than transformers i would have watched it if i had known it was on hulu so yeah. i guess in you, that regard, you didn't make any effort but. i didn't research it i've been very busy all this. right uh, but yeah, that's it for Five Nights at Freddy's and the better knockoff. Uh, and for Halloween Horror for Cowards. Also, and for Halloween Horror for Cowards. Boy, this is a great movie for cowards, though. Right. There's, yeah, there's no. nothing in it. <laughs> I think both of them are fine for cowards, but this one especially. Yeah. Anyway, what have we been watching the last week, guys? I watched the 2017 Mummy remake with Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson. Yeah. That movie's fine. <laughs> I don't really know, right. like, why it got shat on so much. Listen, Russell Crowe, I don't know if he's ever been good, truth yeah. be told. <laughs> right. He's certainly not great in this. And he's, he's, he's very, like, stoic. He's very, like, I'm smarter, wiser, older, seen more shit than you. I don't like it. I'd rather him act like Zeus in fucking sure, sure, sure. Love and Thunder. Right. Tom, this is, like, the last time Tom Cruise got to be funny. That's like a something Tom Cruise is good at, yeah. And we don't do anymore. Right. He cracks a shit ton of jokes in this, and I think he delivers them really well. Um, the one odd thing, and you know, this is you guys are probably gonna pick, but like Tom Cruise in this movie's probably like fifty five, right? Yep. When they shot this movie, right? And Jake Johnson probably forty something, but they play like an E5 and an E4. (laughs) And you're like, they're like 30 years too old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Even Jake Johnson at like, say he's 42. He's a solid 20 years past what the average guy his rank is. And that really started me off on the wrong foot. (laughs) That fucking nearly 60-year-old Tom Cruise is like an E5. He would have got kicked out a long time ago. The plot of this movie is We Three Kings 
plus The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I like both of those movies. I mean, yeah. Three Kings is a great movie. You know, they're a couple of guys in Iraq who, on the side, are still in antiquities. That is the exact same plot of that movie. And um, oh, the other problem is what is Sophia Batello is the name of the chick who plays the mummy. Yep, mm-hmm. she's not good. Okay, but I think it's worth a watch. It's on Netflix now. I don't know. It's a good time, in my opinion. It's nowhere near the first two, but it's better than the third one. Sure. The one with Jet Li. Right. So, you know, The Mummy. Maybe better than Transformers? <laughs> I, I think this one just... I think mostly this one gets crapped on because of the... It was right at the height of, you know, Tom Cruise is a crazy weirdo. No, it wasn't. I, I mean, think, it was well, well I think after it was, that. Okay, but it was right when all the stories would come out, you know, about... Have you ever noticed Tom Cruise never kisses anyone on camera? Like, I can remember that. No, that's specifically, fair. Specifically yeah. being part of this movie. And that it was part of that Universal's uh, movie universe. Dark, universe. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it opens, is a Dark Universe yeah. logo. Yeah. That's such that was such a weird thing where they cast all these roles for movies that didn't exist. Like yeah, because I remember Angelina Jolie was cast as something, and I don't even remember I think if that Bride movie, of Frankenstein. Yeah, I don't think that ever happened. Johnny Depp, I think, was like the Invisible Man. Right. Russell Crowe is Doctor Jekyll and yep. Hyde. Mm-hmm. If you know, spoiler alert. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I would have watched more of them. Sure. Yeah, you know, interesting thing about that, him being cast of that, when I went to see uh, League of Destroyed Daring Gentlemen for the first time, for some reason, I thought Russell Crowe was going to be playing that part. That he was going to be playing the Jekyll and mm. Hyde part. And he wasn't. That's it. Um, I have nothing important. So, uh, <laughs> first attempt of watching this movie, we just watched the cable went out. So, uh, we are, or, you know, the internet went out. So, uh, me and Sarah popped in Silence of the Lambs. Hey! Uh, great choice. Sarah had watched bits of it in cable over the years, but she'd never watched wow. the whole thing. Uh, man, that movie is awesome. There's, yeah. n- there's not, there's not a second wasted in that movie. Everybody in it is great. It's almost hard to talk about. It's just so no. It's, it's what a it perfect movie needs to be. Um, it's got to be top ten all time. Yeah. I mean, there's not a bad, there's not a bad performance. Right. Every moment is fucking earned in it. Like, right. It's great. I can remember my mind being blown by the face trick, mm-hmm. the cutting off the cop's face and hiding. I like the first time I saw that. That fucking whoa, you know. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, way better than Transformers. If you're the last human on Earth who hasn't watched that movie, go watch it right now. I, I really want my wife to watch it, but she won't <laughs> because she thinks it's going to freak her out too much. And like, you know, kind of fair. Uh, it's like the psychological horror yeah. more than the actual horror. But uh, she thinks it's weird. But that was one of the movies because it was on cable all the time when I was yeah. growing up. Right. That any time it was on, uh, either if my mom or I saw it, we'd call the other one to the room and watch the rest of it. Right. So my mom and I have watched Silence of the Lambs together many times. <laughs> I mean, it is a champion of that kind of movie. It comes on cable all the time. And if you're flipping past it and hit it, you, you're well, with it. And that's, that's the your thing. Demand. It doesn't really matter at what point you join the movie. Yeah. Right. You know... Uh, maybe it's because we've all watched it so much, mm. but like, I even feel like the first time I watched it, I probably started in the middle, and I was like, 30 seconds. Okay, she was the FBI. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. She's hunting this dude. She's talking to the serial killer. Okay, I got everything I need to know. I, I, I tell you something else. You know, the first time I watched this, I was, I don't know, a, a child-ish. Uh, so 
watching it as an adult now, there's a lot more sexism and sexual politics in this than I noticed. It definitely... It's, in fact, possibly the whole point. Right. It, <laughs> it's a, it, it works very well for a right now movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you can get over the fact that it has the world's oldest fax machine in it. <laughs> like, I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, surely fax machines were farther along than this. It's like a wheel of ink or something. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy thing. And that's really all I got. Yeah, very yeah. good. I know it's going every week. I'm not watching enough stuff. It's mostly anime. So we're going to talk about anime today. Right. First off, just because I don't feel like I gave it a lot of due the first time it came around. The second season of Spy Family is out. It's kind of weird to explain the premise of this this show. Uh, it's uh, set in an alternate, like, post-World War II East-West Germany. It's like spy games. And there's a kind of, I guess, fake family right. of a spy, an assassin, and a telepath daughter. Uh, and none of them know anything except the telepath who knows all the things. But uh, it, it, hard I, to hide it from her. Sure, uh, but it, it's it's mostly just a screwball comedy where all of their jobs get them in weird hijinks and whatever. Uh, my favorite thing about it is that the creator of the show made it as like a, a like hyper intentional cash grab in that he like just took the elements that he knew were like the popular things in in uh, manga. And put them in one story, and then released it, and then got so fucking mad at how successful it got. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to keep working. Well, yeah, no, he yeah. hates it. He doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that said, it's a great show. It's yeah. pretty fun, despite its soulless origins. Mm. Uh, the only other one that that I think is is pretty good that's out right now. I just started. It's called The Apothecary Diaries, and this is also a hard pitch. I don't know why I picked two hard pitches. It's set in like medieval China. Uh, and it's about a, a young girl who worked at an apothecary who gets kidnapped and, and sold to work at the royal palace mm-hmm. as like a servant. But then they find out that she's like educated and she gets brought in to solve poison and apothecary related mysteries. Right. And it sounds not that interesting, but it's really fun. I don't know how else to describe it, but just trust me. If you've seen other things that I like and you like the things that I like, then you'll like this also. It's a very small group of people. It is a very small group of people. I mean, that premise, though, sounds just as easily like it could be like a high-concept HBO show. I don't yeah. even think of that. Yeah. Sounds like it could be fucking CSI. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean that is, it is definitely more that, I think, than HBO. Uh, it's got more of a procedural style to it, but it's pretty fun. Uh, but yeah, The Apothecary Diaries. You know, one thing I was going to ask before we leave uh, Halloween Horror for Cowards. Has anybody watched any of the new Mike Flanagan thing? I did. I haven't finished it. Which I, I I'm only up to like episode four. Yeah, that's about, I think I'm on three, like three or four of them. I mean, like these things are, it's always good. But man, this one has a lot more adult situations. It's <laughs> Lots of doing it. It's, I, it's very adult. And it's, I think it's more high concepty than yeah. the other ones. It's very like, I can't remember that guy's name. Pike, whatever. I, fucking from abrams movies bruce greenwood yeah bruce greenwood never he never fucking says what he means Mm. yeah like he's always like i'm telling you you're like no the fuck you're not like (laughs) you're not telling me anything uh i mean but man him and uh what's the other yeah i can't carl lumley is that carl lumley yeah the guy from he was just in fucking Falcon and the Winter Soldier or whatever, and I can't, yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, but Been around are, forever. Those are great guys Dude. to pick to just sit in a room and talk to each yes. other. They're great voices, awesome great together. delivery. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just was not expecting so much stuff I had to cover the kitty's eyes for in this one. It's uh, it's way more adult than the other ones. But uh, yeah, now, oh, and Mark Hamill's good in it. Yeah, Mark Hamill is good in it. Mark Hamill 
plays such an interesting like i don't even know what the archetype would be but when you watch it you know like you're like oh i've seen this character and a million other things and he's just kind of this slimy guy in the corner just watching everything knowing everything and he's very good at it. right right totally all uh, right, it's worth a watch. What I've watched is, and it also we meant I just I just mentioned League of an Extraordinary Gentleman, but it kind of reminds me of that, and it's sort of like a hunt and find Easter egg thing of like Edgar Allan yeah, Poe. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, exactly what it is. Yeah. So, uh, I, what I've watched of it better than Transformers. I was about to say I've, I've missed the train on all the other Mike Flanagan stuff just because I was too late. So if you guys think it's like worth getting in on, I will get in. I on mean, it. how much Edgar Allan Poe do you know? I love Edgar Allan. Okay, Poe. so. This is where I say it's really high concepty because he's taking all these different poems and short stories of Edgar Allan Poe and he's combined them in this narrative of the House of Usher. Yeah. Right? And um, I'm sure by the end of it, it will make more sense. But like... Oh, that's not... A, see, that's yeah. not a good selling point right there. <laughs> see... I, go ahead. I found it pretty easy to follow. I, I am stupid. I was about to say, Christian gets towed down this line a lot. I, I, think, <laughs> I think that... Um, you know, as, as soon as you get past the, hey, a billionaire who's racially cool, you know, because he has like he has like various ethnicities of children. Uh-huh. Once you can get past that unbelievable aspect, because, you know, billionaires, not usually racially cool. Uh-huh. But uh, I think it's pretty easy to follow. It just took me a few seconds. Oh, wait, all these people are spo- supposed to be his kids. But once I got that, I, I followed it. Pretty I'm, well. I'm past that. I just <laughs> that I think. Again, I think there's teases, and I'm not far enough in the show, where you're getting elements of one story, and I want to know how much payoff there is going to be from this, right. rather than maybe this other story. And and there may not be any more at all, but yeah. right now, I don't know, and I'm trying to figure it out in my head. And it's, Yeah, because every episode's named after a specific yeah. Edgar Allan Poe piece. Gotcha, okay. So, it's cool. good, though. Yeah. All right. I like anything Mike Flanagan does. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for this week. I, I'm going to be gone for two weeks, so... Nothing for a little bit. Yeah, I'm out of town next week. Well, hey, in that time, maybe we'll get a chance to watch that four-hour fucking Martin Scorsese. We could do that. I doubt it. (laughs) I do also think the last part of Attack on Titan is going to come out. It comes out on Friday. On Friday. Tomorrow. Shit, I should probably catch the... I, I, I started Tomorrow catching Saturday. up when I, when I thought I had to hurry, and then I stopped catching up, and now I should catch up again. How many, uh, how many parts of this most recent thing are out? There's only two. There are two mini-movies. Okay, so that's it. Just two mini-movies. Yeah. For some reason, I thought there was four. There's, so. like, the final season part one, and it's, like, six episodes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the final season part two, and it's, like, I'm six I'm pretty episodes. sure that's when we got you on board. Right. Yeah, I've seen all that. that. And then there's the final season part three, which is, like, one, two <laughs> hour part, and a half. Part three, half. part one, and part two. Correct. There's an hour and a half <laughs> mini-movie in part three, part one, and then there, this is the last one. Okay. It's fucking stupid, and I will never forget. Them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I definitely think in two weeks I could catch up on that. Yeah. So, well, so something it's like that. All on Hulu, I think. It is all on Hulu. Yeah. So cool. Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening. Please uh, raise subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us your thoughts on, I've already forgotten. Oh no, you should uh, tell us your thoughts on uh, Five Nights at Freddy's or Willy's Wonderland, and which one's better because it's Willy's Wonderland. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is. That's not a controversial opinion. That yeah, is the truth. Get in touch with us at uh, realphonesgmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter, realphonesgmail, and on Instagram, real underscore phones. Thanks to Zach Evans for Art and Brian Velasquez for the theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. Right?